Um, so welcome back, everyone, to the Curse of Strahd. Uh, this is our second of the Magic Missile campaigns. I'm your Dungeon Master Mike, and we're going to just jump right in. Uh, last session, our party started towards the Mad Mage of Mount Baratok. Uh, they learned of the Mad Mage from uh, Van Richten, uh, a man who likes to sit in lawn chairs and uh, kind of correct the course of our party. He met with the party as they were meeting back up, and we had a new character introduced. Uh, his name is Vic, and he is a necromancer. The party decides to move forward, and uh, they climb the mountain. Uh, as they climb towards the peak, they have to make it past a, a lightning storm. There was a few lightning strikes that were taken, uh, but Gaius, for the most part, helped his team uh, across the little domain uh, that was being held out. As they make it into this cave and they start walking in, they freeze. Uh, they're not able to move. Time has stopped. A man uh, with long hair looking scraggly uh, approaches them, completely frozen, analyzes them. Um, and as he's looking very close at Vic, he sneezes. From that sneeze, our party winds up in this kind of alternate, like, demi-plane of sorts. They find themselves uh, looking at this, like, grand house of sorts um, with uh, these lights, kind of these, like, small light globes kind of bobbling um, above the ground, maybe about five feet up. There's a portal in front of them, and the party decides to take it. As you enter the portal, the, uh, the portal that you enter through vanishes behind you. Um, you find yourself in a small room. Um, at the center of this room is a large, slightly askew pentagram uh, scratched roughly on the stone floor. Encircling the pentagram is a thick, like, smear of soot. With a boom of thunder and a flash of lightning, Strad Von Zarovich appears in the center of the pentagram. A malicious smile forms upon his blood-stained lips as he starts at you with his red eyes seethed in hatred. It is the only color that you can see as everything is kind of black and white in this plane. He says calmly, yet tauntingly, your move. Then a transparent image of a bald man with arched eyebrows and a neatly trimmed goatee wearing a long flowing gray robe cries out, you shall never defeat me, fiend, as a lightning bolt arches from his fingertips, striking Strahd straight in the chest. After the smoke clears, Strahd is completely unaffected. I'll have everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Let's go ahead. Aspion, you are at the top of the initiative order. Go ahead and roll for us. Move me back just a little bit. I'm going to cast a magic missile at the second level. Two to this guy, and then one each to these two. Alrighty, so seven damage to the big guy. Not exactly what I wanted to do. And then four and five to the other two, whichever. Um, anything else we're doing on your turn, Aspion? No. Great. Um, we're going to move forward. Gaius, it is your turn. I'm going to run over here, and I know it's probably going to invoke his attack of opportunity from that one guy. Uh, you'll get it from both guys. Just heads up. Uh, yeah, all right, whatever. Running over here. Other side of Vic. Uh, 24 and a 22. Those both hit. All right. You're going to take seven damage and then three damage. So 10 total. Legend. 10 total. All right, cool. I'm going to take a shot at this guy. Book him in the head. Uh, I'm totally using sharpshooter. 16. 16 does not hit. 
All right. Taking another shot using the same thing. Okay. 26, 21. 21 does hit. So he's taking 21 piercing damage. All righty. He doesn't seem to take quite as much as you think that he should take. He seems to kind of shrug it off a bit. Cool. And I'm also going to use a enfeebling arrow. Okay. What does that do? Try to remind me. Sorry. 2d6 necrotic damage, and he makes a constitution saving throw. The save is... The save is 12. And Doesn't matter. He, he rolled a 6. He rolled very poorly. Um, so he's going to take whatever it is. Oh, all right. Cool. So it's not that he takes it. It's that the damage, the physical damage that he does the next turn is halved. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, and go ahead and roll that damage to add to it. 7. Um, uh, the necrotic does seem to hit him for more. Cool. Yep. He is looking a little more tattered than the other one. Awesome. It is actually his turn. Um, so he's closest to Dell, so he's going to kind of move uh, just a little here. Um, uh, he's going to run up on Dell, and he's going to give him a good smacking. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, 21 and a 13. Um, I think he's going to hit you for seven bludgeoning damage. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Okay. So in that case, it lands a straight shot on you, but does zero damage to you. You just shrug it completely off, Dell. Okay, great. Perfect. Vic, you're up. All right, so I'm going to do my bonus action first just to get them out of the way. Um, so I have two that hit off of my zombies. Um, one is going to be a crit. Um, so seven. Um, so two of them hit for seven. So that's going to be 14 damage to that guy. And this is bludgeoning damage? Uh, yes, it is. Similar situation. Doesn't quite do what you yeah. think it's going to do as far as damage goes. Um, and then for the archers, neither one of them are going to hit. And then I'm going to roll for Toll of the Dead on him. And he's got damage on him already, so he's going to take a d12 from you. But I am going to take damage from it, so that's 17 necrotic damage. And then that is what my turn is going to be, and I'm going to pass turns. Great. All right. And next up, we are going to have Zav. Go ahead and kick us off. Uh, Standing nice and secure in this corner, uh, I see the uh, two kind of north of me and and one of the west, uh, I'm going to use my circlet of blasting and uh, hit the uh, one to my west. uh, Bigger one? All of the charges. Okay. Uh, And that is an 11 to hit. 11 does not hit. Yes, so roll again. 14 does not hit. 10 does not hit. Sorry. All right. So that is my my charge for the day. (laughs) As a... uh, Bonus action, I'm going to give a bardic inspiration to Dell. Great. Referencing our our talk from earlier that, that morning, the, the apology of just, Dell, you, you, you have this. I got your back. All right. Zav winks at Dell. Um, uh, we're we're going to move on. It'll be the animated armor's turn. Um, he is going to stroll on down to Mr. Aspion here and go ahead and strike with two slams with a uh, 13 and a 7. Do either hit? No. All right. Anticipating the attack, you're able to dodge left and right and basically keep away. We'll go ahead and move on to the larger armor here. Uh, it's going to reach out and... Vic, I tried to think who actually did the damage there. Vic, you did a decent amount of damage, so this thing's going to reach out at you. um, uh, And with a ranged attack, hit you, or attempt to hit you, I should say. Uh, One was a 7, and one was a 16. Uh, 16 will hit. 
A 16 will hit. That's 15 lightning. He feels pretty surrounded by zombies at the time. Dell, taking up the rear of this initiative. What are you doing on your turn? I guess I will move here. So I'm in melee range of both of them. Great. No attack of opportunity. You're just circling. You're just circling the target. And then I will attack the one to my north. Great. A 21 will hit, a 12 will not. Um, uh, He'll take, uh, what is that, nine bludgeoning damage? And I'll throw a Divine Smite onto the first one. Great. And Del, you've already seen it before on these armors. They just don't seem to take as much damage as you think they would every time you hit them. Uh, This armor takes that slowly, uh, topples on top of it. The armor is completely unanimated uh, and lies motionless on the ground. It is gone. Um, Dell, only because Aspion asked, you do still have movement. Would you like to go into flanking position to um, uh, flank this uh, guy, this animated yeah, armor? I'll take that one? spot um, cool. and flank. Although I don't think that's great for... Actually, no, I, I won't. I'll actually go here because I think I can give oh, him okay. a better, better defense. I think great. I can protect him. Great. I think sometimes we all forget that we have movement even after our turns, if we haven't used it all, which you only use like five feet, so... You had plenty to use there. So great. Anything else that we're doing on your turn here, Dell? That'll be it. All right. Aspion, go ahead. Right at the top of the initiative order again. What are we doing? I want to hit this guy with a scorching ray. Yeah, you do. Which one? Sorry. Thank you. Just the one, dude. Okay. Um, I guess. How, how is he looking? He's looking pretty good, right? Yeah, that one. Both of them are looking pretty good. You guys you guys focused one down pretty well. Um, that one is is looking. Um, he's, he's looking all right. He's not. He's still pretty shiny as an army. Um, or, okay. excuse me. Um, I'm going to do the second level then. Okay. Uh, first of my four is 16, hit. 16 is going to miss. Son of a bitch. That's not going to happen. That's definitely going to miss. Seven, one. that one. Seven is going to miss and that one. Yep. 15. 15 is also going to miss. Unbelievable. Okay. Last try for anything. It should be noted that uh, Aspion has a plus six. <laughs> yeah, but damn. See, I'm done. I missed all three. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Um, yes, uh, you missed all three as well. Uh, Scorching Gray is just not working for anyone today. Uh, anything else we're doing on your turn here, Aspion? Um, <laughs> you sound <no>. so defeated. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. You got nothing. All right. Aspion is done uh, with his turn. Gaius, uh, what are we doing? You're in pretty good position right now. I am going to shoot at the same guy that I've been shooting at, or the 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 Aspion just took a shot at. Um, second verse, same as the first, just shoot him with my bow. Uh, that one is going to miss. That's a nat one. With a plus nine. Jesus. With a plus nine, but it's still a nat one. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, are you using sharpshooter? No, I'm not. Okay, and which one were you trying for? I'm sorry. Uh, this guy. Uh, that is going to hit that guy, yes. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to use my. Uh, 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 that was a 19. Yeah. Yes. A 19 will hit. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so nine piercing and I'm going to. Sorry, I should have mentioned that I wasn't using sharpshooter before I took the shots because I know that's what you're supposed to supposed to do. But yeah, since they're not like taking a lot of physical damage, um, uh, I'm going to rely on my ability to do the damage to him. So I'm going to hit this guy with an enfeebling arrow as well. Okay. Um, so all the three for his constitution check. Yeah. So he'll take the halving effect, but he'll only take three necrotic damage. 
Alrighty. Three necrotic damage and then piercing with resistance. Okay. Seven damage in total. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, and, hey, it's uh, some damage. Hey, some damage is better than none. You can ask it, Aspion. That is true. <laughs> and he, I get inflicted a bad effect on him. So yeah. He's, he's um, uh, you you launch a uh, a black uh, kind of bubbling arrow uh, at this thing, and it lodges right in its side, uh, and it's under its arm. So next time it swings, it'll it'll kind of slow it down a little bit. Uh, anything else that we're doing here Gaius yeah I'm gonna look over to Vic and say can you make your minions hold one of them down no just impede their movement in any way you can't have them all do that I'm working on one right now that's so combative (laughs) that's my turn it's like a Napoleon complex or something (laughs) you're now in control what are we doing Um, so I'm gonna roll for the archers and Neither one of those are going to hit. So yeah. I'm just going to uh, do <laughs> what I did last time, and I'm going to do the Toll of the Dead again. All right, go ahead and hit him. This is with a D12. Uh, yeah, wisdom save of six. Wisdom save. It's not going to pass. I rolled a 10 on the wisdom save, so I'll take 17 necrotic damage on the big boy. Holy Toledo. Cantrips are no joke when, uh, when you start leveling up. You can see that there's a little dent in the side, and he seems uh, like he's being rubbed the wrong way. Anything else that we're doing here, Vic? Just going to be moving those guys to there, and that's about it. Of the archers to the left of me. Okay. And that's it. All right. Zav, uh, pretty ineffective last time. What are we giving a shot to do here? I am going to uh, cast Firebolt on the animated armor to my north. Uh, but I'm also going to spend a... Um, a sorcery point and twin spell it to cast it on the other animated armor. Uh, okay. So it will be cast twice. All righty. Go ahead and roll that for us. Uh, 20 to, to hit. All right. We'll say you the hit the one. smaller one first. Yep. Perfect. That's nine damage. And then uh, the second one is a nine to hit, which uh, I'm assuming does not hit. That is not going to hit. No, unfortunately. All right. right. Uh, I'm going to stay in my my protected little corner surrounded by Dell and Aspion and uh, just kind of keep to myself back here. No one has ever been more protected. I think that's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Perfect. Well, with Zav's turn done, we're going to go to our uh, smaller of the animated armors, uh, squaring off with Dell and Aspion. Um, This thing seems to have a vendetta against uh, Dell for killing his buddy he is going to hit for a 21 and a 21 ironically um uh, this is going to be three bludgeoning damage um but then halved um so if you want to go with six and then just have it you can say three and then whatever you have i think i think it's i think it'd be three each time right so it'd be each would be a half so it'd be one and then minus three so it'd be zero damage overall yeah I think either way you come out with zero, so yeah. no problem there. Um, uh, that arrow in his side is, uh, is a, it's a real thorn in his side. It's a uh, dumb thing uh. to say. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to go up to the big boy here with this animated armor. He's pretty surrounded by zombies and can't do a whole heck of a lot, so he's just going to continue to do his ranged attack. Um, it seems to be working so far. Um, since Vic is the one who's doing majority of the damage, uh, he's going after Vic again. Um, a 14 and a 17 to hit. Both will hit. Okay, you're going to take 11 and then 9 lightning damage. That is 20, 20 even? 
Yeah, 20 even. Yep, 20 cool. even. Okay. And that is just about all he's going to do. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Dell, it is your turn at the bottom of the order. I, all right, I will attack the guy directly to my north. Okay. Uh, full attack. Nice. All right. Yeah. I uh, rolled a 21 and then a 24. Um, so that would be 7 plus 9, 16 damage, and I'm not going to use Divine Smite. All righty. Um, with just a solid punch straight to the side of the helmet, it curves it in, and then one to the ribs also cracks the armor in, and it's enough to just knock this thing off kilter and pieces of armor just go splattering across the room. Uh, that one is completely down. Del, Del's going full Rocky on these mofos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Del, Del I think, is the finisher in this fight. Um, Aspion. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry, Del. Is there anything else you want to do? My bad. I guess I, I since it's gone, I actually will move. Yeah, um, and I'll, sorry about that. I'll, I'll move um, down to the right. <laughs> Sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> he came up with that all on his own. Aspion, you are up at top of the order again. Okay. Okay, indeed. I'm, I'm going to move over here. Um, so I'm a little bit north of this burly dude we're talking about. He's a brilliant um, boy. So I've got some line of sight at him. And would I still have advantage because he's flanked by two party members? Um, I would no, say I no. Yeah, I would say they have advantage, but you do not have advantage. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try fireball on him. Uh no, 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 no. I will drive to your house you right will now, this sir. entire room. <laughs> this is the most on-brand. This is incredibly on-brand. Uh, ultimately, it's Aspion's choice. Aspion, what are we doing here? I'm going to use Scorching Ray. <laughs> That's what he meant. That's what he meant. It was a different attack. That's pretty funny. At the third level. Okay. Is that five scorching rays? Is that correct? No, it's four. Four scorching rays. I was I had it backwards when I was in the second level last time. So uh, seventeen gonna hit? will not hit. It's a twenty-one armor. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Twenty twenty-one natural armor for this animated armor. <laughs> uh, that's fourteen is not going to hit as well. Mm -hmm. What's correct? A a crit absolutely will hit. Nice. Sweet. So it's going to be, um, is that 10? 10. Yep. I think, yeah. Plus your three, it looks like you have an elemental affinity. Nice. So 13 um, for that one hit. And then what else you got? Roll real quick. 16 is not going to hit. 16 is not going to hit. So that 13 that hits, while a critical hit, does seem to not do, again, quite as much damage as you guys would have thought. Uh, it seems like this armor is a little stronger than the other because when you hit that one with fire, it seemed to uh, to take the full blast. This one, um, maybe not so much. Couldn't couldn't you argue, or couldn't I argue at least that the fire would heat up the armor to the point where it would do extra damage to the being inside the armor? There is no being inside the armor. <laughs> it's a construct. <laughs> Why is <laughs> so natural I, armor? way. Um, anything else we're doing on your turn here, Aspion? Nope. All right, Gaius, go ahead. Show us what you got. I'm going to grumble at Vic and say, are, are you sure you can't make them hold him in one spot? Like, 
like, you know, make it easier for me to hit him. You just see me shrugging as blood is pouring yeah. out of my nose and ears and eyes and everywhere. And this hair is like static with lightning right now. <laughs> really right now? That's what you're worried about. <laughs> is, Vic is not doing well. It's obvious to everybody around. Vic is, is in a very, very bad place. Unless you wanted to save it for the next round. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take a sh- I'm going to shoot this guy with sharpshooter. Hope this hits. It is not going to hit. <laughs> All right. One more time. Go ahead and give us another round. Nope. Um, neither of the uh, uh, the arrows seem to uh, land in this case. Anything else we're doing here, guys? Nah. Uh, I, I guess I'll shout to Dell. See if you can hold him in one spot. <laughs> <laughs> He's really stuck on this plan. All right, moving on. Uh, Vicanis, who's not looking super duper hot, um, but still has a lot of minions hanging around. Uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, definitely. So during this, I am I'm going to roll ten d twenties. So I'll have one zombie hit, and, and then, then both skeletons. of my archers will hit. Yep. So it's only going to be a six plus three, which is nine for both of the archers. Using all your good rolls now. Um, okay, so that's 15 damage total. Um, again, both of those just don't seem to hit quite as hard as you really thought it would. Um, uh, but ultimately, you did land some hits there. And then you're going to see me, and I am just going to blink out of existence. Okay. I'm going invisible. So. All right, sounds good. Well, those are two very different things. Well, that's what you guys see is you just see me just go boop, and then I'm not, no longer there. Perfect. And then I'm just going to move off to the side just in case he throws something at me. I'm not in that same spot. <laughs> yeah. So, and that is where I will end the turn. All right. Um, uh, with that, um, I think that, yeah, I, I, yeah, he wouldn't be able to see you. Um, so, Zav, you are up. I, I look around for, for where Vic just went, uh, seeing his his form pretty bloodied and pretty mangled and not in great shape before he disappeared. And I, I kind of look down for a second and see that I have a, a small quiver of crossbow bolts and I pull out a light crossbow and fire it at the at the animated armor. Uh, 21 to hit. Uh, 21 hits. For six damage. All right. And that will be my, my turn. That'll be your turn. All right. Again, uh, armor not taking quite as much damage as we all thought here. Right. Vic, what happens with your zombies when you're visible? Just chilling? Oh, they're still. Yeah, they they got. Um, so at the end, or as a bonus action, I give them a command. They do that command until told otherwise. So um, next turn, I'll tell them to attack again as my bonus action, and they will continue to attack. OK, that makes sense. And I don't actually have to say it. I just think it. Just oh, OK, throw great. That out there. Yeah, so. Great. Um, all right. So this thing is going to uh, turn to one of the zombies and uh, strike with its great sword. Oh, oh, sorry. I got a little crazy with the clicks there. So that was an 11 and a 25. Um, 25, I believe, should hit. Um, that's 17 slashing damage with uh, four lightning damage added. Uh, this to uh, just uh, one of the zombies. It was focusing one of the zombies, the closest one. It was 43 damage that I did to one attack or to one creature. We're going to go ahead and move on to Delivaris, uh, finishing up this round here. Um, this guy's looking, he's looking all right for the most part. Tell me what you're doing. 
I guess I'm gonna fucking grapple him. <laughs> um, yeah, Dell's gonna tackle it. Okay. Dell's gonna grapple it. Uh, okay. What is it? Strength versus it's like athletics versus athletics. Uh, in this case, you go to grapple and you feel like you just can't get a hold. Like as you try to grab a piece, the armor flinches and moves. It has a condition immunity to this. Okay. Then, so because I have extra attack, I can use one for grapple. Then I can still attack with my second one. That's it. Um, so I guess I'm going to be like, <laughs> does it work? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to hit it with my fist. All right. Punch it in the head. It's not going to connect in this case. Bad turn. <laughs> Guys did this to you. I was thinking the whole time I was like, oh, I hope nobody tries this. <laughs> uh, but right. Dell Del will move actually one up. Okay. Um, oh, I guess I had advantage, didn't I? Oh, you did. Yeah. Go ahead and roll with advantage one more time. Yeah. Dell, even if you move up, I would say there's enough zombies there. You're still going to have advantage. So if you wanted to do that. To... Yeah, I guess he, he would rather be there just to yeah. make sure the guy has less ability to escape. Um, and, and you have inspiration. Oh, and I have inspiration. Too. So yeah, go ahead and roll uh, again, and you're welcome to use the inspiration. Oh, nice. you might not need to. <laughs> and I will attack for four damage. Okay. Um, uh, rolling a 22 is going to hit. Um, uh, the four with resistance. Um, got it. Anything else we're doing here, Dell? No, I'm going to call it. All right. This is death by a thousand punches from Dell. Um, uh, we're going to move on to Aspion at the top of the order. Don't use fireball. <laughs> use a fireball. <laughs> the demon would love it. <laughs> okay, well, so he's still looking pretty good, you said? He's he's not as bad as y'all think he is. Like, you guys have hit him a lot, but he's not as bad as y'all think he is. It's, okay, yeah, there's I'm, been a lot of fists, but... I'm going to fucking cast Magic Missile at fourth level. It's going to hit? Not fourth level. <laughs> Second level. <laughs> I don't have fourth level spells. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you play, though. <laughs> I'd like to cast Magic Missile at ninth level. Hey, those are all going to be hits, and they're all going to hit for full damage. You're going to have to help me here. It looks like a three, three, a four, a four, and a two. Is that correct? Yes. Thirteen. Freaking ridiculous. No, that's the most damage anyone's done in a single turn to this thing, aside from Toll the Dead. So Hold up, hold up, though. Oh, 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 oh. You want to punch I am it? going to... He's doing it. Reroll one of the twos. He's doing it. Or reroll the two. He's doing it. <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm going to cast a sorcery point there. Steve, you've already rolled a four. I'll let you use that four. Yeah, Steve, take that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the highest it can get. I'll let you take that four. I mean, you've already done a roll, so. It's not the highest it can. He can technically get a five. Yeah, I can get a five. No, I'm, I'm going to take the four. All right, so we'll add so, an extra two damage on there. So 15 damage. Yep. It's worth my sorcery point. You gave him the love. And then uh, that is going to be it. Aspion holds his fingers up and blows him off like a gun. And uh, I definitely gonna... don't do that. He does that, and he actually does it twice for each finger. Uh, and then he holds his suits. He actually shoots the magic <laughs> missile from it's straight dead. from his crotch. <laughs> he, did, he did shoot multiple, so that checks out. <laughs> Gaius, you're up. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first. I'm just taking two shots at him with sharpshooter. Throw them out. Either. They, they both miss. They're going to both miss. 
All right, flipping over to Vic, uh, our our hurt boy in the corner, um, uh, just licking his wounds, uh, being invisible. Uh, I'm going to have the zombies attack um, both of. Uh, so one of the zombies is going to hit with a more than a 21, and then the two archers are not going to hit. So he's going to take seven damage. With all the zombies sitting in front of me, I feel like I'm more than covered that he wouldn't be able to see me. So I'm going to come out of invisibility and then I am going to cast yet again, Toll of the Dead on him. It's going to be a 13, but he needs a DC 16 with save. He cannot roll saves at all. Um, yep. So he's going to take the 13. Perfect. And then, yeah, I'm just going to try and stay out of his sight as much as I can. And that's where I'm going to end my turn. Perfect. Um, he is not super healthy. <laughs> that is becoming increasingly obvious. Zav, you're up. Tell me what we're doing here. To be clear, with Toll the Dead, you have become visible again, right? I have, yes, yes, I have dropped my invisibility. Yes. Uh, so I am essentially going to try and do what I wanted to do last time around. I am going to take a shot with my crossbow, despite it not being something I'm proud to be using or, or happy that I have around. I have a 20 to hit, uh, which I believe just misses. It does, yeah. And then I'm going to uh, healing word at second level twin spelled uh, with some meta magic on there. Great. Uh, and heal up Vic. And so that is... Are they both going to Vic? Uh, they are both going to Vic. So that is okay. 20 hit points to Vic. Awesome. The viewers at home, I'm now at 24. <laughs> <laughs> that will be my turn. Great. So with Vic reappearing, um, this is uh, this animated armor's arch nemesis at this point with uh, getting tortured by the uh, bells. Um, he is uh, going to go and attack on Vic. A nine and a nine. Nope. nope. I don't think either of those are going to hit. I think I dodge both of those bolts coming straight All right. Up. You do a backflip in place, and you uh, dodge both of those uh, those shocking bolts. Um, he's even more frustrated, uh, but can't make any noises because he is armor. Um, next up is Dell. Punch him twice. You punch him twice. This could be it. Dell. With advantage. With advantage. With Go advantage. Punches. Because of my zombies. Yep. And you have... Um, nice. Well done. You didn't need it. Twenty-six and twenty-five. I love it. Uh, All right, so I'll do eight plus thirteen, so twenty-one damage. Dell, you see that as these strikes are happening, um, he's he's right hurt, and you know that if you put just a little a little flavor on that, then that could be it for this thing. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna throw a little (laughs) divine smite onto one of those. Then (laughs) Uh. that'll do. That'll do. That is a nut. Perfect. Uh, so as that second punch comes in and you hit uh, with holy power, uh, it just kind of blasts that armor back. Um, there is now a uh, armored shape hole um, kind of implanted into the wall like a Looney Tune. Oh, I say like a cartoon. <laughs> 100% like a cartoon. Perfect. As that goes down, a portal opens up. Uh, which Which side of the room is it? It is actually right where you're standing, Zav. Um, I'm, I'm going to just kind of scoot you over here. That way you're not like in the portal. Um, but it opens up right next to you there. Uh, I walk backwards into it. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. 
There's no way. There's no clear other way out of this room, right? W without discussion, I just pull. Like I, I just dip out. Perfect. Um, uh, but like, there's no clear other way out of this room. There is no clear other way out of this room. It's completely walled off on one end. The other end is just kind of into like an arcane abyss um, that you see. Well, that sounds interesting, guys. <laughs> I was just going to follow Zav. Yeah, yeah I was about oh, to say, I'm going to start on over there, but I'm going to also cast False Life on myself um, and gain another 13 temporary hit points. Cool. Okay. Um, you said, Vic, you're going through as well? Yes. Okay. And zombies are following. Yep. Bring everyone over for you. Thank you. I'm doing the same. Go on through. All right. Aspion's through. Dell, guys. Oh, yeah. No, I said I was going right after Zav. Oh, great. Yeah. So, righty. so you guys are all in the next room just wanted to confirm that we were all going in so as you enter the portal uh it vanishes behind you a large banquet is laid out upon a long table what was once likely a delicious feast is now covered in like layers of mold and cobwebs three transparent humanoids dressed in noble finery are placing plates and silverware at each setting as if in preparation for the arrival of guests um these servants their, their movements are very jerky and kind of unnatural um and they're they're kind of flickering almost like a, a flame like a candle flame are they saying anything nope um and like as they go over and they set these plates um they another one comes by it's almost like think of it like like a perfect loop and then like another one comes by it takes the plate another one comes by it sets the plate and the same thing's happening with the silverware and the cups and the food and chairs going in and out and and they're all kind of continuously moving and it's almost like in a perfect loop uh that it continues to go there's no clear way out of this room if i stand in front of like if i watch their pattern for a minute and uh stand in front of where one of them is carrying the dish, what happens? It just whoom, right through you. The dish included? Um, no, yeah, I guess the dish would not go through you. Um, uh, the dish would just, we'll say it clatters on the ground and then one comes over and it starts to clean it up. I will sit down at the table as if I am going to enjoy a feast. Perfect. You sit down in front of some like moldy food. Um, Again, there's just cobwebs, just nasty things kind of all over the table. Um, now the cobwebs are connected because the things are moving. So is it kind of like draping and flowing? Hey, okay. is this your kind of appetite? You're, you're going to eat? No, but it's rude to just be standing around doing absolutely nothing. Uh, Vic, as you're sitting there, you see um, these uh, these beings kind of come up and they get like a, a napkin and they flip it and they lay it in your lap. And and, and they're almost like they change their their uh, mannerisms because you're now at the table. Uh, upon uh, seeing that, I'll take a seat at the table, too. Sure. Um, you get the, the same kind of thing. Uh, they come over. They're placing food. They're only coming from the left. They're really doing the whole noble thing, um, you know, uh, bringing you plates and platters and you know, just kind of making that, that circle continue, though. I'm going to go sit down here at the head of the table. Great. You do so. What are you guys doing? Uh, this continues on. We're sitting down. Why? Figuring out the rhythm. Why? Here's a, a better idea, here's though. There's a pattern here. This might be the... There, there might be some way to open whatever portal takes us to the next room. I, I feel like that's... <laughs> what are the zombies doing? I'm just interested. <laughs> zombies are actually chowing down on this food. <laughs> yes, dude. They're all over Gross. the table. Yeah, They are, like, on their hands and knees, just 
plowing food into their faces. I love it. As the uh, archers are just sitting there with their bow, just like, oh my gosh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess Dell's just going to walk around and just sort of look at everything. Sure, sure. Everything's kind of torn and tattered. There's things all over the floor. There were chairs that were knocked over. The zombies have knocked over more chairs. Like, these guys are just continuing to go in a circle. Um, is anybody eating the food outside of the zombies? No. Uh, I am not. It's pretty gross no. looking. Um, you guys would not be, it's not appetizing at all. I'll definitely ask one of them, be like, um, excuse me. I was wondering if you could help me know what is for dinner tonight? Um, they one uh, stops, uh, addresses you uh, without saying any words. Walks over, grabs a, a plate with a with a cloche over it. Comes over and lifts it, and you see uh, mold, <laughs> moldy food, um, and a spider kind of crawls out. I'll take the spider and eat it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I ate the food. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Did you really eat the food, though? Yeah, it's a spider. It was on the plate. I'll, I'll pick up a fork and kind of twirl a cobweb around it on my plate and just kind of lazily play with it like spaghetti, um, pushing things around. Okay. How... how? Go ahead, Aspion, and roll an intelligence check. Okay. Aspion, you think to yourself, what do servants do? They help people. And you kind of have that, that epiphany. You have that thought in your head. I roll an Any action you're going to take with that new information? <laughs> Vic, as Aspion is saying out loud, like just kind of to himself, almost like a weird like mantra, like trying to figure out what's going on. He goes, he goes, um, what do servants do? Servants help. And it kind of clicks in your brain that maybe you should ask for assistance. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be like, um, excuse me, can you help us get to where we're supposed to be going? Uh, and that servant walks over to the corner of the room and uh, goes to uh, the kind of like in midair and just pulls like this and a portal appears. I walk through that portal. Alright. I'm going to look over at Dell and I'm going to say I hate this. I hate all. You just of have to ask the right questions as I go through the portal. <laughs> I'm gonna give the the wine a nice sniff. Eh, I <laughs> toss it aside and then go through the portal. I'm okay. gonna grab a plate and bring it with me through the portal. All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a these are like yeah. looking at it like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. Everyone goes yeah. through the portal. Um, as you go through this portal. Uh, uh, the same as always, you you enter the room and the portal vanishes behind you. Did um, the food change at all when I brought it through? Nah, it's still gross and moldy. Okay, bro. I figured I could try. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the plate on the floor. Totally good. Um, you toss the plate on the floor, um, and you are you found yourself in a library. This is where you've entered. Uh, along the walls are floor to ceiling shelves just fully stocked with books. Um, you see an open, open book, excuse me, displayed upon a shelf in front of you. Um, who goes up to take a look at it? I will. Okay, Zav. Um, you walk up to uh, this book and it says, Entry 1. It says, I strive to show my master my worth 
So as a traveler of the plains, ensuring balance throughout the realms, I was not completely taken by surprise when the strange mist enveloped me and swept me off into another realm. The land has an overall gloomy feel to it, as if the mist themselves drain the hope and happiness out of all the people that call this place home. After gaining what information I could from the local villages from the local village of Barovia, named after the land itself, I believe I am now in the in a demiplane, cut off from the realms by an ever-present mist that surrounds it. It is quite fascinating, though the locals are frustratingly close, closed and ignorant about their situation. None of them seem to know why the mists surround them, nor do they seem to care, only remarking that it has always been as such. They are dismal, subdued people who are content with their lot in life. For they have known no other, and they are too fearful of the presence of, and it says in quotations, the devil strad. So, so much so that they are willing to tell much about him to others. Uh, excuse me. So much so that they are unwilling to tell me much about him uh, other than he rules in Castle Ravenloft, high above the mountain that looms over the village. I must learn what I can about this devil and lead these poor souls to stand against him. I, I, I've been reading this out loud so everyone... Yes, you read this out loud so everyone can hear, and as you finish, a portal appears. A demiplane. That's where he <laughs> took us. Do you not know this? No. You know what that means, Del? It means we're further from home than I thought. We ain't in Menzo, Menzo Baron's on anymore. <laughs> Explains why I couldn't go back up through that cave and get home. Yes, until we get released from here, we're here. We are not leaving this place until we deal with Strahd. I'm sorry all of you got taken into this. I know. We weren't planning on leaving anyway, I don't think. I, I would have liked to go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm not laughing at you. Just kind of a, a very honest take. Uh, I would be in the same position. You guys have seen some horrific things. I mean, one way or another, everyone knows that we're not leaving here without being strawed first. Um, are you guys continuing through the portal? Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I closed the the book and walked through the portal. Great. All right. You guys find yourself in the uh, next area. Um, all right. So you guys find yourself in the next room. This is like a magician's workshop. This is, um, you know, there's little bottles and little spinny doos and all sorts of things. Um, oh, I should also mention as you enter, uh, the portal vanishes behind you. That's kind of always the trend here. Um, in, how big are these spinny doos? Can uh, I do? You can definitely take one if you'd like. It's just kind of like a like a perpetual motion machine that just kind of keeps running, and it's running on like this arcane energy. Um, but in this room, there's a long table covered with various kind of like arcane instruments, like I was mentioning, um, including a crystal ball, a number of books, haphazardly thrown kind of upon this like dark wooden surface, um, and a large kind of wired uh, bird cage uh, with nothing inside, um, but it's kind of bent open. Um, 
above you. Now, all the other rooms, I should mention, had ceilings. Um, normally, you don't mention that, but they all had ceilings. This one is different. This one kind of opens up into that like weird, like kind of open astral. It almost just looks like space above you. Um, and up there are three specters, just kind of, kind of, uh, uh, I guess, flying in a circle. Now, these specters, um, this is a little meta, but for these specters, think of them as almost like they look like mini beholders. Um, they got like kind of like multiple eyes and they got weird like little circular bodies and they're just kind of uh, almost like chasing each other, um, just kind of flying in a circle continuously, everything in a loop above With you. With myself um, being into Arcana, do I recognize anything like in this room? Like, do I, like, does anything jump out at me? Nothing, nothing necessarily jumps out at you. You do see on this table, Vic, um, a blue potion and an orange potion. Um, and, and these are separated from everything else, right? Like you have everything that maybe was like maybe being worked on kind of on one side. And over here, you have these two completely unlabeled um, potions. Um, do you want to roll a perception check? Maybe uh, take a closer look or investigation, depending on uh, how close you want to look. I was thinking, could I do like an arcana check to like figure out like what's in it kind of thing? I'll say go ahead and give me an investigation. We'll say you're looking a little closer than just kind of examining the bottles. Um, I'll, I'll say you pick them up. Uh, you're going to give them a sniff, um, you know, kind of look at the the color. Is it fizzy? Is it thick? You know, kind of where you are uh, here. 19. Um, yeah, absolutely. So you smell the blue one and it smells citrusy. It's fizzy. Um, you can almost like uh, see like carbonation uh, kind of fizzing and bubbling up towards the top. Um, the other is is very thick. It's like a slime, but it smells really good. It smells almost like hibiscus, um, but it's it's really thick. It's kind of sludgy more than anything else. Um, but you're not entirely sure what either are. Do I have an inkling on which one would be safe? Or... You do not. Okay. Would a survival check help in that instance? Yeah, sure. Well, a five's not going to help anything. Aspion, you get the urge to drink one of these. I need to drink both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do not. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Thanks, Sloan. I mean. <laughs> what are the potions, Vic? Uh, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly what they are, but this one, I mean, it smells... It smells amazing. I mean, if here, if, and I kind of like hold up the the sludgy looking like one, and I'm all like, it, it really does smell good. I'm not, I'm not trying to screw with you. And Del, he doesn't have to hold it that close to you for you to kind of get a whiff, and it does smell well. Like it smells good. Hmm. But uh, I, I'm not sure what to do with them. Do we drink them? I mean, unless we're supposed to offer it to the life forms up top of us um guys is gonna look up to the specters and say hey how do we get out of here see if they're gonna respond they're about 30 feet up and they're just continuing to circle worth a shot maybe try pouring some of it out on the ground just a little bit um Sure. And I, I like try and get just a drop out of like the really good smelling one. Okay. Um, like so you get, uh, yeah, you get like a little drop of goop to try to do uh, the, the, the kind of the, the slightest pour that you can do. A little drop comes out and it just kind of uh, 
you know, does what a drop does of like kind of smudge. It just kind of goops all over the table. Um, What was the other one? Yeah, I'll do the other one, but farther down the table, just so it's not like right next to it. Sure. Uh, You go further down the table. This one's a little more liquidy, um, so it kind of bubbles out and kind of spreads just a little more. Um, Nick or any of you, are any of these other books helpful? I'll take a look at them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start looking at them as well. Yeah, yeah so there's uh, there's several books. So I would say Aspion, Vic, and uh, Zav, you all kind of go over, and uh, there's a bunch of books kind of sprawled out, and, and you pick them up, and, you know, they all have titles on the front of them uh, for these books, but then as you open them up, all the pages are blank. Um, hey, Vic, can I use one of those potions? I, I yeah, take which the, one you uh, want? the sweet-smelling one. And okay. I, I take just a drop, just like uh, what was put onto the table. Actually, I take the the non-sweet smelling one was the more liquidy one, right? Yeah. Uh, I take that one and I do just a drop on one of the empty pages inside one of the books. Yeah, um, you have now stained the book blue. Um, just a little. I mean, not, not a ton, but just, I mean, like, if you were to put a drop of liquid on paper, you've now kind of just stained it blue. Uh, bled through, uh, you know, probably about 30 pages, I would say, and then uh, it stops at some point. That's really cool. That's a good background. I, I think I might write in this one. And I, <laughs> I close the book and I kind of set it aside. Cool. Um... I'm out of ideas. Other I than kind of just it. look at you guys and go, well, only one way to know. And I just kind of look at myself and go, both be with me. Bill says, uh, I'm immune to disease and, and also much tougher than you. And I just toss you one of them and I'm just still going to take the sludgy one and just uh, choke it down. All bit. right. Like take a gulp. So Vic's going to gulp down that one. I would say that he does it just a little before Dell. Dell, do you still go ahead with the blue one? No, definitely not. Okay. So <laughs> you now are in possession of the blue one. Vic, you've completely, like, you're... Go, go, go. I, I do one Sorry. No, it's thick, dude. Like, oh, okay. it's it's tough to get down. I'm not going to lie. It's like somebody who makes protein powder in a bad way, and it's like, it's just thick stuff. Uh, and so you finally... Except the guy with the blender bottle right now. Uh, you finally get it down, all of it down. And, you know, there's still some residue kind of left just on the, uh, the, the the side of the beaker here. Uh, you set it down and you kind of wipe your lip. Um, it's pretty good, actually. Like, the, the smell equaled what it was. Um, like, it wasn't bad by any means. Um, there's, about a, there's about a 10-second delay... Um, and then one of these specters uh, that was flying from above just comes barreling down. I mean, just quick. I'm talking like like, like a 50 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like just comes shooting down and goes whoop, right in the bottle and it fills back up with the orange goop. Drink it again. Are there... Uh... <laughs> I do. Are there fewer specters? Like, did... It's two left now, man. Okay, uh, yeah. so... I chug it down again. Uh, I'll grab the... the other potion and drink that one. Awesome. So one of you drinks the orange. Um, it was really good, but it is thick. Uh, you get it down again. Yours is light and fizzy, but um, it, it doesn't taste quite as good, but it does have like a citrusy kind of taste to it. Uh, Zav, um, you guys both uh, set the beakers down. Zav, yours much more uh, finished off. Uh, and the last two specters come barreling down right into the bottles. All right, so there are three of us that haven't 
there are three of us that haven't drunken, but there's only two uh-huh. of these things left. Yeah. Maybe it was a bad idea for Vic to drink that one twice. So, Gaius, as you're thinking this, I want Gaius, Dell, and Aspion to all roll perception checks. This is going to be like a group perception check for you three. All right. Two, two will pass. One passes. Two passes. So you guys are good. The three of you, as these guys are focused on drinking these beakers. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as you guys are focused on drinking these beakers over here. Uh, after the first one, you saw a portal open up. <laughs> <laughs> Just so the audience realizes, Dell saw the portal open up and told me to drink again. <laughs> oh, here's the, here's the, I think that's like a group thing, but I'd like to think like we're just about to drink it. All right, so there's only two of us. So I'll look over there, and it's just like we just noticed that there's a portal now. <laughs> Gaius, with, with a nat 20, I'll say Gaius, like actually like nudges a couple of the zombies and is like come on guys and <laughs> starts to walk towards the portal um but you guys drink it uh one more time vic and zav uh you guys uh zav two in vic three in um you guys are feeling good and you look back and del guys and aspion are gone and there's this portal just kind of glowing and you watch the uh last uh skeletons just kind of walk through <laughs> i look Dude. at uh, i look at zav and go zav right Yep. Thanks for earlier. I owe you one. And I walk to the portal and I go, Phew. <laughs> I kind of wait a second. Then I turn the, the potions over on their sides and walk out. Cool. Okay. Um, cool. Just like a shot. I love it. Um, uh, perfect. You guys end up in this room. Now, I said it before. Um, every time you enter a room, the portal kind of disappears behind you. It just vanishes. That's not the case in this one. Um... The portal is open. It's a different color than the one you entered before, but it's open still. However, against the northern wall in this room sits an onyx chest. Oh, and there's a book there, too. A book on top of the chest or like off on like a table or something? Uh, Similar similar to the other book, um, it remains open um, and it's just kind of sitting on a pedestal to the side. Does it have anything written start in it? Toward it does. You can right. see words from afar. Do you go up to it? Yeah, I definitely go up to it. And if it has like words, I just kind of like talk out loud. But if it's something yeah. like important, I'm going to definitely tell the group and read out loud. Yes. Um. Uh, you, you walk up to it and you see entry two and you know that, oh, hey, this is a continuation of this diary. Um, it says entry two. From my subtle prying of the villagers' minds, I have learned that this devil, uh, again, quotations, devil Strahd is no more than a vampire who gained a position of power. He hides himself behind a curtain of mystery and a fearsome presence that has led these simple, and then with kind of a couple dots, Barovians, to believe that his power is omnipotent. Am I saying that right? Omnipotent? On, on... Omnipotent. Are you trying to say omnipotent or omniscient? Or both. Or both. We'll go with both because that's where we're going. He is clearly clever and... Uh, or he's clearly clever given what he's accomplished here. And unfortunately, the land does seem to favor his kind as true sunlight does not shine upon it. However, vampires have many other weaknesses, all of which I have studied in great length for I have dealt with vampires before and they are no match for my powerful magics. 
With a bit of assistance from the local and my locals and my companions, I can easily dethrone this undead monster. Spoiler alert: He does not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'd be good in theory to have this guy on our side, but Uh, Dell will go over to the chest and open it. I guess. Perfect. Dell, you open this chest, and as you try to open it, the like lid of the chest is right up against the wall, so you actually have to pull it out a little bit. Um, so you pull it uh, towards you. A l- I guess I should ask, do you pull it towards you a little? <laughs> you just can't get the lid open. Um, and I'll say yeah. that you open the lid no, enough that no, you can see no, something does. inside. Okay, yeah, so, so you pull it out. it out just a little bit, and you open the lid, but as you're pulling it away from the wall, you hear something fall behind it. Like there was something kind of pinned and it fell behind it. Um, but as you open up this chest, you see uh, three potions of healing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, do you investigate what fell behind? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you reach back there and you pull out another book. Um, and this one says entry three. Um, Del, uh, y- you read it aloud and it says, it took much longer than I had p- the patience for. But I have managed to convince what I hope is enough villagers to assault Strahd at his castle to end the tyranny over the realm. The Valachians did not want to assist us. However, one villager in particular, uh, Priest Donovich's son Doru, shows promise. He seems to have taken a shine to Jeremy and has become an excellent student to the art of war. He would have made a fine adventurer given the up, uh, given the right upbringing. Sadly, his father, though a holy man, is petrified astrad, so much so that he would not even speak the vampire's name for fear that it would summon him. It will be a pleasure to destroy this fiend and show these people that he was nothing more than a blight upon their land, hiding in his ominous castle. The battle will commence at daybreak. Um, is Doru, do we recognize that name? Is that the son who is a vampire? It was the vampire lesson? that was chained up in, yep. Yeah. And, uh, and Father Donovich, you recognize that name too. You met Father Donovich. He was the guy who had his son basically yeah. locked in a undercroft of a church. Yeah. And he was kind of going crazy, right? Like He, he was, was like, not good. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Del, it, really wanted head, the, Del really wanted to kill the vampire and guys convinced him not to under yep. the pretense that we are going to come back there and kill him at some point yep um and uh of course for zav you know jeremy hearing the name jeremy kind of makes you you know just listen up a little closer for just a, a second there um there's this portal opened up and not much else to do in this room hopping on through okay i'm right behind Vic. perfect uh i'll give the uh, before we do that, I'll give the healing potions all three or one of to the group, I guess. But Dell won't keep them. Whoever he asks the group who wants them, uh, I'll keep one on me. Guy um, gets one. I'm pretty bruised. I would love one. Gives one to Vic. Zav Ajira. Ajira is no longer here. He Zav. would need one though. Zav, let's be on. I I could. Sure, I could use one. Might be a good idea to keep him with you, save him for later rather than use him right now. Just a thought. Uh, Dell gives it to Zav. 
And I think that that is probably a great place to end our session tonight.